Boom! What's going on, everybody? I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skill, and this is Toy Talk. Leslie Smith and Rodney Smith formed a partnership in England, and on January 19, 1947, they began a brand new company called Lesney Products, a composite of their first names and products, which was appropriate because they had not yet decided on what they wanted to make. They quickly decided that they wanted to make high-pressure die-casting components for industrial uses. Joining the venture was a man named John W. Odell, and Odell contributed pressure die-casting knowledge to the company. The three men became subcontractors for other industries and they began producing small die-cast components for other companies. One example was they made door handles for automobiles. Lesney originally started operations in a derelict pub on the north side of London. It was formerly known as the Rifleman, and here is one of the only known pictures of the Rifleman pub. But later on, as finances followed, the company moved several times before it finally found a home in a factory in Hackney. Quickly, the three founders of Lesney Product considered alternate products to make. They noticed that other small die-cast firms were making a few toys on the side. And the Lesney team began to do the same thing as well and make some toys. In 1948, the first of these toys was being produced and sold locally in some small London shops. Lesney's first toy was a large-scale version of an Aveling Bedford diesel road roller. Moving forward to 1952. Lesney was supplying toys to London's Woolworths stores for the Christmas season. By Christmas of 1953, Lesney recognized that there was a real market for their toys. However, they didn't want to develop a sales force or a marketing plan for a product line that they were only going to make a couple of months out of the year during the Christmas season. They turned instead to London's system of agents who specialized in marketing. The company that they contacted was MoCo. Moses Constant, he was a German who arrived in England back in 1900. Constant, he was interested in toys and he wanted to develop the toy industry in England. Therefore, he created a company specializing in this that he called MoCo. Lesney selected Constance MoCo in order to distribute and market their toys. MoCo, what they did was specializing in packaging, storing, and distributing toys. They also provided some financial backing for many of the small toy manufacturers. 17 other toys joined the Lesney line by the close of 1953. Mechanical animals, vehicles with wheels, 
horse-drawn items, and even a fishing novelty gadget was tried. Before the success of the wheeled vehicles eclipsed all the other directions. During the Korean War, between the years of 1950 and 1952, only the 10 Jumbo the Elephant toy, here he is, Jumbo the Elephant, was produced by Lesney. This was because the British government put strong restrictions on the use of zinc in die casting. And after all, toys are considered non-essential items. In 1952, Odell designed a small brass steamroller for his daughter Anne to take to school. And this proved to be a big hit with her and her friends. This led Jack to designing smaller scale toys, roughly the size that would fit in a matchbox. In 1953, he developed small scale versions of the previously produced Lesney toys. These smaller toys became the 1 to 75 series. The larger scale toys were slowly phased out by the end of 1954. Lesney's green and red road roller toy ultimately became the first of the 1 to 75 miniature range starting the series out strong in 1953. And here is one of those road rollers. A dump truck and a cement mixer followed up to complete the original three model release that marked the starting point of the mass market success of the 1 to 75 matchbox series. Once again, marketing played a key role in making Lesney products a huge success. And in 1953, Richard Constan became Moses Constam's successor, and he was placed in charge of MoCo. Richard was Moses' son. Lesney Products and Richard Constam entered into an agreement whereby MoCo would package and distribute Lesney's products worldwide. MoCo also put their name on the packages of some of Lesney's products. Lesney's Toys were packaged in small cardboard boxes. They had a printed picture of the toy and the name of the toy on the box top. Lesney's small toy boxes so closely resembled matchboxes that they soon became known as matchbox toys. In 1953, matchbox became the registered trademark for Lesney's line of toys. Another change came to Lesney products in 1953. Rodney Smith moved on to Australia, leaving Leslie Smith and Jack O'Dell to manage the affairs of the company. In 1954, Fred Bronner became the sole U.S. importer of Matchbox Toys. In 1964, the Lesney Product USA Corporation was formed after its parent company in England acquired the Fred Bronner Corporation. In a smart marketing move, Lesney Products USA 
their first president was Fred Bronner. During 1958, Leslie Smith realized that Asia and Japan might provide a very good marketplace for their toys. But Richard Constant disagreed. Leslie Products then realized that they would have to go at their own marketing course. First, Leslie had to end its agreement with MoCo, and by 1959, this was concluded. Then, Leslie's first marketing effort was to produce a catalog of toys, followed soon after by a new Models of Yesteryear catalog. Late in 1960, the Yesteryear collection was released. It was composed of 66 significant historic vehicles. Lesney's coronation coach, right here, this is Lesney's coronation coach. That one ended the series, and it ended it strong with selling over a million copies. This marked Lesney's greatest period of success. 1968, Matchbox faced their biggest competition, the giant toy maker Mattel. Mattel introduced their Hot Wheels Cars brand in this year. If you remember, Monogram was also acquired by Mattel in 1968. This gave Mattel access to some of Tom Daniels' wild designs to use in their Hot Wheels. They were making them in the Monogram model kits in 125th scale, and now they could make them in die-cast in a scale closer to 164th scale, almost a Matchbox size. Matchbox Toys was now at a huge disadvantage as consumers jumped on the Hot Wheels bandwagon and Matchbox sales began to decline. As if Mattel was not enough competition, Lesney had to face another U.S.-based manufacturer, Johnny Lightning. Johnny Lightning entered the market in 1969, and Lesney was effectively shut out of the U.S. marketplace. Lesney's response to this was creating the Superfast line in 1969. They did this to compete. This line featured low-friction wheels on cars and trucks. Other series of models were tried. Some were very successful, others, well, not so much. In the 70s, Lesney began to reach out to its collectors just like AMT did. Lesney sent representatives to collectors' meets and collectors' clubs, where it asked its collectors what their interests were in an informal survey. What a novel idea. Ask the customers what they want, and what they're interested in. This great concept for them, it resulted in a brand new Yesteryears collection. By the end of the 1970s, Matchbox suffered the same way as its British competitors, and, well, pretty much every toy maker out there. Consumer interest had shifted on to other things. Lesney became bankrupt in June of 1982, and it went into receivership. Universal Toys, owned by David Yee, 
acquired the Matchbox brand name, some of the toolings, and many of the assets. Jack O'Dell managed to retain some of the toolings and continued to produce Matchbox yesteryear-like products under the brand name Lido. Lido is just Odell in reverse. Yee, he reorganized the company and named it Matchbox International Limited. And his reorganization was so successful that in 1986, Yee took Matchbox International Limited public with a very successful IPO. Limited production of models continued at the factory in England through the mid-1980s. After that, all production was moved off to Macau, ending all ties with Matchbox and England. It was during this period that Matchbox acquired the rights to the Dinky brand. The two largest diecast brands, Matchbox and Dinky, were now united. Only Hot Wheels brand stood alone. Universal moved to China in April of 1984, and the first Hong Kong-Shanghai-based joint venture toy company was formed. It was called the Shanghai Universal Toys Company Limited. In 1985, the word China was then being cast on the base of all Matchbox cars simply because it was now a Chinese-based company. In the late 80s, Universal was seeking a buyer for its Matchbox brand. In May of 1992, Universal sold the Matchbox brand off to Tyco Toys. Just five years later, Tyco was bought out by Mattel in 1997. Matchbox was now united with its longtime rival, Hot Wheels, and they were under the same roof, and the Matchbox International Limited was terminated. Matchbox, under Mattel's ownership, continues today to produce quality replicas of cars that are roughly the size of a Matchbox. And they produce other replicas like the Matchbox Convoy series. Matchbox has created many great models that have gone on to become valuable collectibles. And to help make sure that you're adding value to your collection, I've got a free report on tips for valuing your collection. So go on and grab it at the link in the description below. And as always, please like, comment, subscribe, and ring that bell to get notified of all of my future videos. And please go on and share this video with your friends on your social media. Thanks for watching. I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skeel, and this is Toy Talk.